Hey, Chuck. Yeah. What's the biggest threat to a monogamous relationship? Mm, what's that? I don't know. It's when one partner identifies as single. <laughs> do you ever wonder, why do I always seem to give so much more than I get? All I want is to be appreciated and loved. Is that asking too much? Why do all the jerks get the hot girls while I get stuck in the friend zone? When will it ever be my turn? If this sounds like you, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Nice Guy Show. This is the podcast that asks the question, how do I break free from the nice guy syndrome so I never have to come in last again? Now here are your hosts, Faisal Coker and Chuck Chapman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to our podcast, The Nice Guy Show. I'm here with my host, Chuck Chapman, and we're going to be discussing which is best, open relationships or monogamous relationships. Chuck and I, we're going to be fighting this out. We're going to be bringing our own experiences. And we're also going to be bringing out some of the insights, psychology, evolution, psychology, everything to you. And then let's see which is best. So Chuck, mm -hmm. open relationships or monogamous relationships, where are you at this with this? Well, admittedly, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the camp of the closed relationship. And this is probably has a lot to do with just how I was raised, you know? Um, and I, and to be honest, I've never tried being in an open relationship. Um, and maybe that's in part because of my own insecurities, but also I find that, um, you know, I, I, at least I think I do, cause like I said, I don't have any experience, but I, I think that, you know, in a closed relationship, I feel more secure. I feel more, um, relaxed. Um, I know kind of there's a consistent flow to my life, things like that. And, uh, so yeah, I, I would, I fall into the, the camp of the monogamous relationship. And I, I know that's different for you. So I'm, I'm really interested to hear about your, uh, your story and your thoughts on the topic. Cause it's not something that I've really explored for myself. Well, there's a first time for everything. I hope your wife doesn't hear what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like you. I I was raised in a, in a culture where every you know monogamous uh, monogamy was the way to uh, be, and you know I was brought up in a culture where you know you you study, you get married, you have kids. That's it. There's nothing else to it, and that's the kind of thing that I practice. You know, most of my early relationships were monogamous. Then I got married. That was, you know, again, monogamous relationship. And uh, after, you know, 10 years, it just, you know, it broke down. It, uh, I hit a massive uh, divorce and that devastated me. That just left me, uh, you know, crumbled. And after a few years of, you know, getting, building myself back together, I started to explore different types of relationships. And I'm thinking, you know, monogamous can't be the only way. And I started to explore the monogamy relationship, you know, open relationships. And I remember speaking to my therapist at the time. And in therapy, he was trained more in monogamous relationship styles. And I remember him saying, what? why do you want to do this? And, uh, and uh, I said, look, there's a lot of things in my, in my life I want to iron out. And one of the things is, you know, being needy, being insecure, jealousy, uh, getting attached too much. And I know that being in an open relationship, I can start to work on these because when you're in an open relationship and you realize that your partner has other men 
And you have to be okay with that. That was tough. That was really, really challenging. And I remember moments where, you know, I would see meet my partner's partners. That was tough. And I had to really sit through it, work through it. So there was a lot of lessons that I had to, um, you know, I, I got through, through, you know, being in an open relationship. So um, it's definitely a different model for sure. Yeah. Well, was that helpful? I mean, did, did you, did you learn from that? Did you find like, how to be less jealous? Did how to, how to be more secure? Was that part of what came yeah, out of that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, imagine going to a, a place when her partner's there and I felt all these emotions that came up to me and rather than reacting in the normal way, I had to understand that we had an agreement. The agreement was, you know, we do see other people. And when you are there seeing other people, you have to, you can't go back and say, oh, you know what, why are you seeing that guy? And who is that guy? You just have to remember that you had to take a step back and then deal with your own shit. There was a lot of time I had to deal with my own shit, looking to my own self, looking to my insecurities, my you know jealousies, and, and really be okay with the fact that, you know, this is the agreement. This is what's been uh, discussed. And, and to bring that up in conversation rather than having a, um, I guess, you know, immature reaction to it. So yeah, it was, it was hard. There was a lot of lessons in this. So you found that for you, it works really, really well. And that as long as you're able to kind of come, overcome the jealousy aspect of it and the insecurities that having multiple partners at the same time and your partners having multiple partners, that that is what works really well for you, it sounds like. It does, it does. It was something that I wanted to try out because, you know, like you, I just did monogamous, you know, monogamous for a yeah. long time. And so I was thinking, well, th there has to be other ways. And then that, that's where we started to, I started to explore, uh, you know, how other cultures start to, you know, how, how do they do relationships? Because, you know, we train, you know, we're taught monogamy. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, you know, you, you've been... Uh, taught the monogamous relationship style as well. And you yep. chose this path. Yeah. yeah. You said you haven't tried out open and you said because of some of the insecurities, what are some of the insecurities? I mean, what, what stops you? What's like, ah, I don't try this out. Well, one of the things certainly is, is that <laughs> I like my life to be as simple as possible. And yeah. the feminine tends to complicate my life. And so having more than one, relationship that I would be, you know, <clears throat> involved in, um, that I think that that would make things really complicated for me. Um, I think it would take some work to kind of get through the jealousy aspect of it, but I do feel like I could do that part of it. Um, cause I've, you know, I've had to deal with a lot of jealousy, uh, you know, when you, sometimes we deal with jealousy of like our partner's past and, you know, maybe old, partners that they've had and wondering if they're still attached to their old partners and those kind of things. And so I think jealousy comes up in a monogamous relationship. And that's something that you work on as well is, you know, to have a healthy relationship that you, that jealousy um, can be a real problem in a relationship if you're not careful. So if it's yeah. monogamous or if it's, you know, uh, Polly, then you know, jealousy is going to be one of those things that I think every couple is probably going to have to work through anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. And I understand about, you know, when you have 
more than one person to deal with. Yeah, you know, one of the things that you do get better with is time management and remembering their name <laughs> and then remembering who you spoke to and what you told them. Right. So your right. your memory improves. I mean, that's a that's a good plus, right? Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. So let's let's yeah, let's dive through some of the stuff that um, you know. So I'm going to bring some stuff from the open relationships and you can bring some through closed relationships. Let's go one at a time. Okay. So what's your top one? What's the benefit of this? And let me see if I can challenge you on this. All right. Okay. All right. Well, as a nice guy, one of the things that nice guys tend to struggle with is we make the feminine or the woman, the emotional center of our universe. So if I'm constantly on the hunt for, you know, another partner, you know, possibilities and things like that then it would seem that having more than one woman or having me on the hunt constantly, that that would take me away from my mission, my core mission, because I would be focusing on, you know, focusing on, on trying to get laid. Yeah, but we're men. We're built as hunters. That's what we did for millions of years, right? And also, you know, you talk about the emotional center. I think if you're, say, open you're less to make you can't make them all emotional centers you won't have the capacity so therefore maybe you're less attached to one of them maybe Mm -hmm. perhaps your emotional center is not just with one person it might be with all of them or spread out so that's my argument right so i'll go with my one now here we go all right I'm going to quote this from our mentor, Dr. Glover says, you know, long-term peer bonding is unnatural. It's not in our DNA for millions of years through evolution, psychology, and history. You know, tribes, we lived in tribes. And when we lived in small tribes, we shared our resources. We shared all the tasks. Everything had to be done. And we even shared our women. So for millions of years in evolution, psychology, long-term peer bonding, isn't natural. What's your take on that, Mr. Chuck? I would say just because something's natural doesn't mean it's the best thing or the most beneficial thing. It's natural for me to shit in my pants. It's <laughs> natural for me to, you know, throttle somebody, kill somebody. It's natural for me to, um, you know, rape, pillage, and all of those baser instincts kind of things. So just because something's natural doesn't necessarily mean it's beneficial. And I think one of the advantages of being humans is that we have the ability to override the natural instincts and choose something that works, uh, works better. And so, um, so to, so to use just the argument that it's, um, it's in our DNA or that's how we're, we're wired and say, there's a lot of things that are wired to us that we don't do on a regular basis. All right. That's a good point. It is true. Yeah. Most, there are some stuff that uh, is natural, but statistically speaking, I mean, you know, relationships, if you look at them, you know, we can see that long-term peer bonding relationships don't statistically have a long longevity. So therefore, even though it might not, you know, we can bypass our natural processes that takes a lot of time and energy. And most of the times, you know, our, you know, our monkey responses take over. And most of, most of us, you know, this happens for most of us. And for example, it's not, 
scary to do public speaking, but it feels scary. There's nothing, most of the time there's no, there's no danger, but because we're overridden by our natural responses, you know, I believe that, you know, this is something that we haven't developed enough consciousness and muscle power to override our, you know, natural instincts. Mm-hmm. Well, then, right, so I mean, sort of like it's it's uh, natural for us to be jealous as well, right? But you have to override that in order to be in a uh, you know, open relationship. So, so even though you're doing, even though you're doing that, you're still having to override your natural instincts. Well, is it overriding the natural instincts, or am I responding better to it? And I think that's where I'm coming from when, when in open relationships. I am feeling the jealousy. I feel it in a monogamous or any kind of relationship. That's my natural response or my natural feelings. But what I'm doing is responding in a more mature way, conscious way, most of the time or sometimes. Yeah. So sometimes. you're still feeling jealous. You're still feeling jealous, yeah, but you're not absolutely. reacting in a way that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Fair. it happens. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes not so much, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, person development goes all out the window. Every single thing I've learned, it's, it's gone. <laughs> Funny how that works. All right, so what's number two? All right, so you, you cover that natural is always yeah. the best. Okay. Yeah. So monogamy is against Mother Nature's rules. It's anti-procreation. The, the purpose for us humans at a biological, at a natural lowest level is to procreate. Procreation means safety in numbers, more resources, more uh, ability to fight off other tribes, more access to res- you know, so resources. And also you have more ability to you know, support one another. So being in a long-term relationship means that you're stuck with the same person forever and it means that there's less opportunities for you to procreate okay well there are seven and a half billion people on the planet right now there are yeah you know the resources of the planets are uh, you know being being absorbed as we speak so so again the overpopulation or the the populating uh argument i would say that that's uh, we, we've already got enough people as it is. However, what I would also say is sort of like the natural way is that, and here's 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 part of the issue is that that men are built to have sex with multiple women be, to impregnate multiple women so that their DNA has a chance of being extended into the future. Women, on the other hand, can only get pregnant like once every ten months. So as a result of that. Um, you know, she's, she's looking for the best, uh, the best resource, you know, there's a Billy Crystal joke that says, uh, uh, women need a reason for sex. Men just need a place that we are, (laughs) you know, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, uh, one of the things that, um, can, I think that comes up is that the, the woman you know, if you go back to like tribal times and that kind of thing, if there's a man and a woman, yeah, she and she's having a child and she has a child, a baby, that kind of thing, that she needs somebody to help her with resources and to protect her and her child or that kind of thing. And, and so that's why oftentimes um, I think the natural thing is, is that, you know, there's that 
thing called the seven year itch. And it's a real thing. I mean, it's like about every seven years, relationships kind of tend to go through um, kind of a, a disconnect. And I think part of that is because, um, you know, a child, by the time it reaches about seven years old, is able, more able to take care of itself. And, and so that the, the woman biologically is like, okay, I don't need the man as much. And so she can, you know, go out and find somebody else to impregnate her and she can raise that child up. So I, I think that there's, um, there's an argument for that. It is natural for us to be monogamous. Um, we know that, uh, you know, even in the animal kingdom, there are, um, circum, you know, there are animals that mate for life. Um, the, the, uh, king penguin and the wolves and, um, it's like that. Uh, dolphins? Is dolphins? it? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just know that they are. I just know that there are. I could look at Yeah, it. no, I, I I agree that there are some uh, short-term um, pair bonding. I mean, that makes mm-hmm. sense because you want, you know, like for a few years, you want the guy and the girl, you want, you know, mom and dad to be there for a short period of time while the child is able to be com- more competent themselves and look after themselves, you know, if you went back, you know, two, 300,000 years ago, we didn't live so long. We, we didn't have such a life, long life expectancy. Right. So it was short enough for them to have the resources to look after themselves and then move to the next person. And then, you know, male men's mating strategy is more women variety. Mm-hmm. That's our deep instinctual need. Whereas for the feminine, it's not the variety for, for most of her need. Her need is for more deeper connection. Right, right. So I can then, yeah, so I can see your point there. So how would it be though? I'm going back to that idea. So let's say in an open relationship, you've got women who are getting impregnated, and one man that's the impregnating several women, right? And and now this one man has to provide for multiple women. And, um, you know, and again, I'm talking kind of like tribally. Type, type of thing doesn't that put mm. more pressure on the man at that point then well he's got to be because, top g he's, he's got to be <laughs> yeah. the top man he's got to be good hunter he's got to be the one who's competent so. strong right he's the one who's going to get those opportunity and resources and that's the thing you know when the guy is lazy he's like ah, she's not he's not be selected that's what most nice yeah. guys are not going to be selected right so yeah yeah we have got a problem with overpopulation i get that but our mating strategy doesn't really you know we can't suppress it i know a lot of men when they get into monogamous relationship well here's here's a, a really interesting saying chuck uh, men cheat to save the relationship women cheat to get out of the relationship mm. how does that settle for monogamous relationships well it's not really a monogamous relationship then is it because if you're cheating that would that i mean the the, the idea of a monogamous relationship is this is that I have lots and lots of different relationships. Okay. I've got a relationship with my neighbor. I've got a relationship with a mailman. I've got a relationship with, uh, with you. I've got a, you know, I have one relationship in which sex is part of that relationship. And so monogamy is like, I have a bunch of different relationships, but it's the one relationship that we agree that we're going to keep sex as a sacred part of our relationship and we're not going to share that outside of our relationship. And one of the reasons for that is, um, you know, the, the idea of the more people I have sex with, the more oxytocin bonding attachment 
happens. And so that if I'm attached to multiple people, I'm less attached to the one. And if I'm attached to the one, and this is my person who's, you know, my ride or die, this is the person who, you know, is going to you know, be with me, you know, as a, as a true partner, um, you know, I can count on that. There's a security in that. And you know, here's, here's a myth about, you know, I, I hear this quite a bit, you know, like when you get older, you want someone there to be for you, look after you, care for you, have company. I mean, I, I, yeah, okay, fine. That, that is a, a good notion to have, but what guarantee is that? What guarantee is that they're going to be around? What guarantee that they, they won't die or have an accident or something will happen? You know, we put so much attachment to the fact that somebody else is going to be there looking after us and caring for us that we forget the fact that, you know, something unpredictable things might happen. You know, so if you've got more than one partner and one you've got nurses, to want a partner, <laughs> you've got a crew, you've got a full you've, crew, you, they can just, you've got a, you've got a hospital, you date some, you know, Doctors, nurses, you know, uh-huh. personal trainers, yeah, but what everything. But they're off taking care of their other partners? I mean, you- <laughs> well, you need to be more resourceful and efficient, right? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> and more demanding, sure. yeah. right? You know, one of the things um, I'm noticing and what's happening in 2023 and, and the world is changing is there's been an influx of uh, women who are choosing, not choosing, but becoming in, in open relationships, as more and more women are becoming successful, what's happened is that they, hypergamy is, mm-hmm. a, is a mating strategy that women have that they want to date equivalent or better than them. So they want someone who's, they want a guy who's uh, competent as her or more competent than her. Mm-hmm. So she will look for something that's equal or date up. And now what's happening is when you, when that's happening is as women become independent, strong, and they're earning more, they're looking above. And when they look above and then see these guys who are six foot tall, high earners, you know, have got a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. to go, their shit together in, in a way, what's happening is they want to date them. But those guys, they realize they're in demand. They are highly desired men. And what some of those guys are doing, are they choosing to exercise their mating strategies? Like, why do I want to settle down with one girl? Why do I want to have, I've got money, I've got resources, I've got, uh, I'm in high in demand. So what's happening is this uh, culture of open relationships and uh, polyamory is, is being created because these guys are saying, well, I don't want to commit to one person. Mm-hmm. I don't want to settle down to one person. In my own experience as a therapist and a coach, whenever I've seen monogamous relationships go to open relationships. Mm. Personally, I've never seen that work very well. However, I do have colleagues, yourself included, that are in open relationships, and it does seem to work well for you. Um, I'm not saying, you know, one is better than the other. As much as I'm saying, this is what I'm choosing for myself, because for me, this is what works for me. And you could argue that you know, an open relationship might work better. And because I've never tried it, um, you know, how would I know? It's kind of like, you know, I, I know what I like on my pizza, you know, so. <laughs> um, 
Well, that's the mo- that's the most important thing. It's it's not like one relationship is better, or open is yeah. better, or monogamous is better. What really works is when you work. That's the that's the key takeaway I want to get you know the guys to understand right. is is what really works is what what works you, when you work and you're able to function away from the nice guys syndrome. All the uh, you know the, the I would say that the think the traits that really destroyed relationships, whether it's open relationship or monogamous relationships, that's something that you work on. And whether you then create a monogamous relationship or an open relationship, or you might fluctuate. I mean, I'm in a, you know, open style relationships, but it doesn't mean that I might not never go to monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. Never say never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you're happy in a monogamous relationship, or if you're happy in an open relationship, the the key is you've got to work on the relationship, you know, the communication, the Absolutely. emotional uh, stuff that comes up, working through conflict, working on repair. Those are the key items, I think, that are going to make any kind of relationship successful. If you don't work on the relationship itself, then you're going to have a more difficult time having, you know, finding happiness and joy and satisfaction within that relationship. So there we have it. Whether it's an open relationship, monogamous relationship, it doesn't really matter. It's all about the relationship you have with yourself, because at the end of the day, that's the one that's going to determine what type of relationship you have with the other person, whether it's fruitful, thriving, or is it killing relationship, you know? So that's the type of relationships that's most important. So Faisal, what are we going to talk about next week? Chuck, we need a juicy topic, right? So we talked about open relationships and monogamous relationships, but one thing is in common between all types of relationship is cheating. Oh, cheating, know, yeah. Oh, uh, you know, whether we've been cheated on, or we've cheated, it's one of those topics that, you know, that is, does uh, get quite tense as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing your views on cheating as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. Uh, I look forward to it as well. I've, um, I'll try to make availability because I've got you know a bunch of other podcasts I'm doing with other people that, um, you know. So hopefully that's okay with you and you don't get jealous because I'm cheating on you. Are you cheating on me already? Is this that's it? Relationship yeah. ended. That's it. All right, Jack, I we, I we had see you guys really, next. I thought we had an open podcast. Uh, well, we didn't actually agree this, did we? all right see you guys in the next week's podcast you've been listening to the nice guy show the podcast that helps nice guys move past their insecurities and fears into the fullness of their masculine strength and confidence be sure to like and subscribe to our podcast and check out the website niceguyshow.com for more information on how to connect with chuck and faisal until next time keep living your best life